Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective. My name is Kyra, and I am the author of the Sophia Code. The Sophia Code is a modern sacred text uh, that includes divine feminine Christ teachings from specific ascended masters, as instructed by the Divine Mother herself, to bring us into a new paradigm to help us understand and recognize and remember who we really are through this mirror that the, that the Sophia Code provides us as a codex of sovereignty. As always, it's my great honor and joy to be with you in our free monthly offering of the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective. We've been meeting as an international community for over six years now. And I want to thank all of our loyal um, participants, community members, and for all the ways that you are supporting us in, on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can always listen to additional Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective replays on my YouTube channel at Kyra Official. So this evening, I am really looking forward to our deep dive in chapter 11 of the Sophia Code with Ascended Master Kuan Yin. Kuan Yin is one of the most powerful Ascended Master guides that you can work with when you are navigating those places and spaces within your consciousness that are ready to be healed, empowered, reclaimed, when you are ready to love yourself, to love your heart and to recreate a loving, safe relationship with life, that's when Kuan Yin steps in to mentor your consciousness. And there's a reason why Kuan Yin appears in the Sophia Code in chapter 11 as key code six. As many of you know, there are eight key code initiations in section two of the Sophia Code. And each initiation builds upon the last initiation. You, once you've done them in order, you can always go back and listen to or read the key code initiations in any order that you are guided by your higher self. But I do recommend for the first time walking through the Sophia Code, walking through each key code initiation back to back because there is a very particular blueprint of sovereign spiritual awakening that occurs when you walk through key code one through seven and then with the crown jewel of the Sophia dragons, the Holy Seraphim coming in at key code 777. I believe that people often underestimate the power of Kuan Yin as an ascended master. She's depicted so often with this very peaceful, soft, almost demure countenance in many spiritual lineages and traditions. And, <laughs> and although she is incredibly um, inviting and absolutely has a, a softness that is rather unique to her embodiment as a master of light, let's not, <laughs> as we meet Kuan Yin in chapter 11 of the Sophia Code, this is a woman who, who fully embodied her masculine and feminine when she walked the earth, both the divine masculine and the divine feminine qualities um, that already resided within her. The, whole, the full spectrum of that harmonious balance, which leads to a very, very powerful sovereign embodiment in human form, 
every single key code was an expression of that balance in the Sophia code. That's, that was a big part of why they were selected because we can't understand fully the divine feminine consciousness without understanding how the divine masculine consciousness complements and interweaves and uplifts the divine feminine. And we often think about these terms as people outside of ourselves or gender-based. And again, because the Sophia Code is a codex of sovereignty, we are speaking about these two principles of God consciousness outside of gender. We're speaking about them in terms of this is how the divine feminine consciousness operates, connects, creates, nurtures in this world. And this is how the divine masculine consciousness uh, supports, protects, acts upon the vision of the divine feminine element of God consciousness. So these are all aspects of source consciousness that when we turn to Kuan Yin's chapter, we discover a very powerful embodiment between Kuan Yin, a very, excuse me, a very powerful relationship for us to look at our own inner life through this very powerful cinematic story between Kuan Yin and Maha Avatar Babaji as her teacher and as her twin flame. And please don't ask me a bunch of questions about twin flames because there's a, there's a wide overuse of that term in new age um, popular culture right now. And if you really tune into what that term actually means in the highest realms, it's, it, it, it really goes so far beyond any romantic context. It goes all the way back to the original source, source point of souls being birthed simultaneously, which means that they're serving simultaneously throughout the cosmos on very specific missions, um, incarnated or, or otherwise. And so just like everything that, that this, just as in every topic, the Sophia Code really brings us back to this original source point of teachings that have been strangely co-opted throughout the, the centuries and even over the past 50 years. And so here we are returning to this beautiful story, again, that reads like a movie between Kuan Yin and Babaji. And we're using this as a blueprint to understand the parts of our own consciousness within us that can become awakened, that can come online and start working together to end the spiritual battle within us and create an incredible peace an incredible self-knowing, an incredible relationship of self-love between these parts of ourselves that then allows for our sovereign embodiment to flourish, to unfurl, to blossom as both divine feminine and divine masculine within one higher self-embodiment within your human lifetime. Why is that so necessary right now? Well, Currently, our world is traumatized so much so that most human beings don't even know how much collective trauma or individual trauma they're walking around in. We discuss that deeply in the Soul Power Journey curriculum, which is available on my website at kaira.com. 
we are living in a time that is asking for so much spiritual healing, so much emotional healing, so much mental thought process healing. And it is only through claiming both of these parts of our consciousness and embodying them as a sovereign whole human being that we truly step into spiritual adulthood, spiritual maturity. We, you can meet somebody that's very spiritually advanced, but if they haven't learned how to parent themselves, like someone could be an exceptional channel, someone could have profound healing gifts, someone could be a creative genius, but if they haven't learned that it's actually their own responsibility to learn how to parent these divine attributes, to nurture and grow these divine attributes within their body, heart, and mind, there's, there's, a, there's a somatic awareness that that individual hasn't really stepped into their adulthood, their sovereign, full-blown embodiment of their highest potential. And when this section that we'll be reading from Kuan Yin's chapter 11 this evening, this starts on page 239 of the Sophia Code, this is the moment where Kuan Yin decides that the shame of her past is no longer worth punishing herself out of her spiritual maturity. And just circling back around to what I was sharing about before that, it's never been more important for human beings to step into their spiritual maturity, to step into their spiritual adulthood to lay down this idea from another age that somehow someone outside of us is going to save us or is responsible for saving us. When the masters of light have clearly shown us from their own examples of walking upon this earth and in their own ascension, that they were only ever pointing to the master within that we must awaken within us and then learn how to co-create with the mastery of others on this earth plane. That's earth school, that's why we came here. But what happens when 10 billion people decide to abdicate their own responsibility for spiritual awakening onto a guru figure or a religious tradition or some concept of God outside of them? This is the state of the world that results. Multiple global crises, the multiple pathways of oppression, the totalitarianism that we now face, that can only arise out of a population that has been enslaved in spiritual infancy, where a population has chosen to continually abdicate their sovereign God-given power to take responsibility for the creative relationship that they can have with life. And they say, here, government, here, religion, here, spiritual figure, here's all my power. I give it to you and I'm going to make you the parent that I refuse to be for myself. That's not who we are as light workers. I truly believe that every single person drawn and magnetized to the heaven on earth prayer collective, that you are in some manner, if not in every way of your life, you are walking the path of awakening to the divine parent within you, to the voice of your higher self, to all the different perspectives and levels of consciousness of your inner child, of the different ages that you have walked this earth, they all have a piece of the puzzle within you. 
And I know that you are, to the very best of your ability, with the Sophia Code teachings, setting the intention and living the daily prayer of gathering all those parts of your consciousness and loving them into a whole unified field of a sovereign embodiment that is not, that is not only capable of parenting yourself into your greatest potential, but also capable of becoming an embodied example to others of what spiritual maturity, spiritual adulthood looks like. And I want to encourage you that wherever you feel like you stand this, e this evening during this call, it's probably further down the road than you're giving yourself credit for, because very often earth angels, light workers tend to be quite hard on themselves. I want to assure you of that. And I also want to assure you that when we dive deep into our personal healing, which is how we take responsibility for parenting the ones within us that are ready to receive more love, that are ready to receive more healing, that are ready to be upheld and empowered in ways that you weren't able to feel that same empowerment or that invitation to your greatness in the past. But when you commit to your personal healing, when you commit to awakening your consciousness and not becoming fixated or stuck in the ego structure, but really becoming flexible enough to bend your knees in prayer and listen to your heart and listen to the one within you that's ready to be held, that's ready to be comforted, that's ready to be encouraged to grow. When you consecrate your relationship with your own heart and your relationship with life to be that path of personal development, you are offering the world the greatest gift of compassion that you possibly can. And anybody that you would be serving outside of that personal healing journey that you're on, it's going to be that service is coming from the overflow of your sovereign embodiment of your willingness to parent yourself, to love yourself into a new sovereign paradigm that is releasing the codependency of humanity. If you really honestly track one of the root causes of almost all global crises, it's, it tracks back to this very inherent codependency that humanity has with government, with religion, uh, with family structures, with um, other people's grief, other people's anger. The fear of truly being ourselves and choosing to abdicate who we really are to make other people quote unquote happy. This is the way we continue to keep ourselves seemingly safe from the truth of our sovereign creative potential. And so our personal journey into sovereignty is the willingness to let go of the codependency that we may have with the past, with structures that no longer serve us, with ideas and belief systems that no longer serve us, that keep us uncomfortably comfortable, stuck or stagnating in ways that really aren't serving anyone. This evening, I was guided by Kuan Yin, 
that many of us are being so brave. She shared with me that so many of us are being so brave to step into our personal healing journey on behalf of so many other people that maybe aren't ready yet. Maybe it's not their timing, but you're choosing it, not just for your own heart, but to create a better world, to be a participant in co-creating this sovereign paradigm. She said, what's so interesting is that when you step into your healing journey, you come in contact with old wounds. You come in contact with old belief systems. You come in contact with pain that is, you know, continuing the resolution journey through your own awareness and, and loving attention to it. And so as you bring your attention to that healing journey, what happens is you become so focused in the process of loving the one that survived whatever experiences were painful for you that we can often confuse the time in our life where that where we're resolving those wounds with how far we've come in the present moment because the present moment and those experiences of the past become collapsed into the present moment and so there's a lot to sort out and there's a lot of feelings to feel that very often make us wonder oh my gosh am i good enough is this is this going backwards <laughs> have i really succeeded in anything if i'm still healing this particular wound when really there's new layers that are emerging there's a deeper communion that your soul is asking for and you couldn't even begin to do that personal healing work if it weren't for how far you've come in this moment in this chapter of your life and because the ego structure is often so nervous about us taking steps of growth that will completely change our life, what the ego structure is conditioned to do is to shame us out of the healing, to shame us for even attempting to peel back the veils, to pull back the veils of illusion and to step into the holy grounds of truth. What is your heart's truth? What is the truth of the wounds? What is the spiritual gold behind what really happened? When we start to claim the entire experience, human experience as our own, there's an incredible act of sovereignty that includes both the divine feminine and the divine masculine aspects within us to work together as one. Because the feminine has to feel all the way, feel her way all the way through the wound and all the way into the creative genius that is waiting for her behind the wound. And the masculine is holding her accountable. And he, that masculine energy is that sacred flame that's supporting her to burn through and stay focused upon a single point, focus like a laser through the wounding, through the process of feeling everything that needs to be felt, acknowledged, witnessed, spoken to, communicated to. And as the feminine does communicate, does rise up, does move through the layers. There's, there's an attack of shame that can come in from the ego structure that says, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, what are you doing? 
divine feminine masculine within you're just rocking the boat here and my boat was set on keeping her awareness or his awareness only at a certain level but the divine masculine divine feminine are relentless within us which is an, another way to say source consciousness or God consciousness, Buddha consciousness, the Christ consciousness of your higher self is relentless. Your own divinity is relentless in the best sense of that word. Your divinity is always carrying you to the shores of sovereignty across the ocean of pain that may be within your heart, body, heart, and mind. This is why Green Tara's chapter in the Sophia Code is crucial for us to understand what we're truly navigating with the ego structure and with our human awareness and our higher self. These are all aspects of our human experience that have to be understood. They have to be honored. They have to be explored and loved for the initiators that they are within us. So let's turn to page 239 in the Sophia Code with Kuan Yin. We're going to do a healing transmission at the end of this call, but I've really started to shift my teaching style, which was reflected in the Wings Out conference to walk us through, to invite your consciousness forward, to really explore these concepts and these teachings before channeling. Uh, at that level, because my prayer for each and every one of us is to deeply and fully somatically embrace that each and every one of us can know these teachings for ourselves, to, to know and discover the divinity within us that is you know, being mirrored in these teachings and is always available to you, whether you are um, reading this book or connecting with the, the, the mystery school or listening to the prayer collective. We are always pointing to what exists within you and encouraging you to go deeper there with your own heart, your own higher self, your own mind. So in this section entitled Softening with the Water of Receptivity, the reason why we chose this passage for the prayer collective tonight is because this passage, just like every passage in any of the key code stories, is a diamond. It is a it captures of uh, some facets of how consciousness works. It's a blue, every section is a blueprint for, under, for us to understand another part of how our own spiritual awakening will look as it unfolds. How we can recognize uh, through Kuan Yin's journey or any of these key codes human journey, how we can recognize the same cues within us in our own spiritual awakening. So this passage that begins on 239, let's, let's read this together. And I call upon all of the Kikos and the entire Sophia Dragon tribe to be with each and every one of us, both live and during the replay of this prayer collective call. I'm inviting the beautiful presence of Kuan Yin and her mentor, Kiko 3, Green Tara to deeply mentor your body, heart, and mind as we read this section in the Sophia Code together. And I invite you to read this out loud with me because as we know, the Sophia Code, when read aloud, activates these same qualities of, of Key Code 6, Kuan Yin's embodiment, within your own DNA. Uh, we're beginning with the chapter, the paragraph at the bottom of the page on page 239. 
Unbeknownst to my blindfolded awareness, the softening of my heart arrived on a warm spring day. Although overcast, the sky was gray with integration, not doubt, and I awoke that morning feeling softer and did not know how or why. A miraculous appearance of white and pink cherry blossoms carpeted the forest floor. A strong wind encouraged me to my feet, and I felt an unusual urgency to watch the man by the waterfall. So let's take a moment here. With, this is a very poetic paragraph, but it is encoded with much meaning. Sentence one. Unbeknownst to my blindfolded awareness, the softening of my heart arrived on a warm spring day. What does that mean? That means that you could have a wound that you've been praying about, invoking healing for. Uh, perhaps you're in therapy or meditation, really unraveling what is the root wound? How can I speak to that part of my inner child? How can I become more conscious of unconscious behavior? What happens is it's not always going to be as hard as it may feel now. And it's not always going to feel the same way forever. If you are consciously invoking your awareness, your, your heart, your higher self to bring healing to something in your life, it will get better. There will be progress over time with applied consciousness applied effort with the willingness to go within on a consistent basis and bring loving attention to that which was wounded, you will break through. Often before the big breakthrough happens at some level of consciousness, because there's going to be multiple breakthroughs along the journey of healing um, core wounding, very often before a massive breakthrough, which is what we're about to read about for Kuan Yin, there is a, a, just a softening that occurs. And she says that the softening of my heart arrived on a warm spring day. Why is a warm spring day essential here? Because in the previous section, she's talking about the winter of her despair the frozen numbness of her body, heart, and mind from being so abused by the men that raped her and killed her family and killed her village, burned down her village. She was so much in trauma and shock. Her complex PTSD was so acute that she, her whole body felt like winter for, for seven years. And then here we have on page two, 239, she said, the softening of my heart arrived on a warm spring day. So what is that pointing to? There was warmth she could feel in her skin and even in her heart. She goes on to say, although overcast, the sky was gray with integration, not doubt. And I awoke that morning feeling softer and did not know how or why. There's a curiosity for her here. She is noticing things she has never noticed before. She's noticed that, you know, this isn't a blazing blue sky, bright sun morning. Um, it's not the middle of the night where everything is black or white. There is this sweet, soft gray in the sky that's connected with healing rains. 
And she's saying the sky was gray with integration. Something had integrated in her consciousness that was meaningful, yet not understood by her awareness. But she's being, she's curious. She knows she feels different. She knows the day feels different. She's noticing that she's feeling, which as, you know, in any journey of healing to finally feel instead of being numb to a wound is a huge breakthrough that in and of itself. She said, I did not know how or why, but there's no judgment in that. There's this innocent curiosity of taking in, noticing aspects of what was different about this moment for her. And so what is this pointing to us in our consciousness and our healing journey? It's very valuable to notice every day, every step of the way, to have compassion and gratitude for your own heart of what's different today. Does your heart feel a little bit softer? Does life feel a little less extreme? Does hope feel a little bit easier to believe in? Is faith just a little bit more easier to tap into? Is your potential seeming a little bit more grand and exciting than what you had originally given it credit for? Are you connected in a way that you didn't feel a week ago or a year ago? Is life working out just a little bit more creatively uh, and with more fun or miracles than you thought were possible? Just taking in the feeling information that if you've been on a healing journey long enough to step into your sovereignty, which naturally by default releases codependency, which keeps us small, instead of expanding into our relationship with life, just giving notice and thanks, taking in, recognizing, oh, this is where I've become more sovereign and free. This is where I've allowed myself to be more creative in my thinking. Oh, this is where I've allowed myself to feel more to have more fun, to loosen up and let people be who they are so I can be more of who I am. This is what Kuan Yin is modeling for us in this story. Let's keep going. A miraculous appearance of white and pink cherry blossoms carpeted the forest floor. What is this pointing to? This passage is pointing to the truth that the divinity of all that is source, divine mother, divine father, whatever you call God consciousness is always going to meet us more than halfway. It doesn't always feel like that in some of the valleys that we go through during our personal healing journey to release the past and step into the truth of our sovereignty in the present moment. But the truth is the presence of divinity, both within you and all around you, is supporting you even as you walk through these dark valley passages of healing wounds, healing frustrations, healing stagnation, and the breakthrough occurs because of your willingness and your consistency to be there for yourself, for your own heart, to be patient with the process. The divine comes rushing in with unexpected miracles of grace. Sophia talks about this extensively in chapter five of the Sophia Code, that what we are what we are beckoning forward is an age of grace for humanity. That if humanity could be willing to at least meet its creator, its, its source within itself, at least halfway, that source is going to come rushing in. 
and begin that healing and begin that empowerment and begin that awakening to humanity's innate divine right to live in enlightenment. Guys, Ellie, there's just nothing to earn here. All the masters will tell you that it's already ours. It's already yours. It's our willingness to give up all of our small, wounded, suffering ideas about ourselves that allows for us to step into, claim, and embody our sovereign creative potential, all of this love that we deserve to feel for ourselves. Let's keep going. A strong wind encouraged me to my feet, and I felt an unusual urgency to watch the man by the waterfall. Okay. Let's talk about this symbolism, a strong wind, the winds of change. Wind is always a, a spiritual symbol of change that comes in. And the wind was communicating to her from spirit, from the source, to stand up and to walk to the man by the waterfall, who is her teacher. And in the previous section, Kuan Yin was sharing about just how wounded she was and how she behaved towards this teacher. She was just because of the level of trauma and healing that she needed to go through, she would lash out at the safety of this teacher. She would lash out at this divine masculine embodiment that just kept triggering her deepest healing by being present and patient with her. And so this is actually a divine masculine quality that is awakening within Kuan Yin's uh, healing journey in this moment because the divine feminine listened to what the wind was encouraging her to do. It's like, have you ever seen someone live a very intuitive, mystical life? They are listening to the earth. They are listening to the water. They're listening to the wind. They know when something is changing without even knowing it's changing yet. That's a why it's changing or how it's changing. That's a divine feminine mystic principle that exists within each, each of us. Some people choose to live by it more than others. It's a choice. And so in that divine feminine principle, Kuan Yin is listening to how the wind feels on her skin, how the wind feels through her hair, how the wind feels across her face, down her legs. And that wind seems to be lifting her right up onto her feet reminds me so much of that story from the Bible when Jesus was at the healing waters in a, in, in a temple by a spring source that was known for healing lepers and people that had disabilities. And Jesus came to those, to those healing springs and he met a man who had been lame for 25 years who could never make it into the springs when they would erupt. And you know they believed that that's where the healing power was, was the springs would erupt. And so the man, you know, looked to Jesus upon his arrival and they started talking and Jesus said, you know, your faith has healed you pick up your mat and walk now. And the man instantly stood up after not walking for 20 years, picked up his mat and started walking. It was his decision to have so much faith in the mirror before him, in the embodiment of Jesus, that this man chose to have that much faith in himself. And that very active principle was a divine masculine principle. It was like, pick it up, 
do it. Don't think about it. Don't feel into it anymore. Now is the time for action because you have felt into the faith required for the action to take place. And that is the same moment that is happening here for Kuan Yin with Maha Avatar Babaji. The strong wind, her a divine feminine intuition was like, hey, it is time to get on your feet if you're ready, little lady, because your healing has arrived. Your breakthrough is happening in real time. How did she know this? Because she felt an unusual urgency to watch the man by the waterfall. She felt an unusual like feeling for her to begin to move. And what did she do? She acted upon it. For anyone who's ever felt immobile or stagnated by the effects of trauma, I know that you know what it feels like to finally take an, an action beyond what has kept you frozen in the past. And so how we can translate that for everyone on this call is when you choose to do take action upon something that feels so unique and different than anything you've ever done before, a breakthrough is happening in real time. No matter what happens as a result of that action, a breakthrough in sovereignty is happening in that time. And it is so essential to honor any motion, any movement of the divine masculine within you, taking action upon the divine feminine intuitive knowing, the divine feminine somatic feeling, understanding of what needs to happen next. And here's why that compassion is so important. Let's keep reading. Kuan Yin says, I crept from tree to tree, chasing the shadowy path towards the ridge where his silhouette beckoned me. What is that? What is that beautiful metaphor saying? She was cautious. Just because a breakthrough was happening doesn't mean she was running full tilt towards it. She was testing the waters of her consciousness. She was saying, is this safe? I don't know. Let's take this one step at a time as I creep from tree to tree, right? She's saying, I'm chasing the shadowy path towards the ridge. So there was this stop, start, go, this running and walking, this creeping and then running towards what she really wants. There was the shadows of her consciousness testing her willingness towards what she wanted to receive in reflection with the man. I mean, can we all look to that and have compassion for our own body, hearts, and minds? We are navigating such extraordinary times. How many of you have felt as though you are creeping through the shadowy trail, sometimes running forward from the fears and anxieties of these pivotal times that we are living in towards the truth of your sovereignty, the flame of faith through towards the beacon of light that is your divinity within? Let's read about that shame because it's, it's going to appear in this paragraph. And this, this is important for us to uncover, to examine, to turn the rock over. And it says, watching my teacher's motionless form, I witnessed the sky open above him and the sun's arms lift up a rainbow within the waterfall. The sight was too beautiful for the gnashing voices within me. My eyes traced the ground with a sudden rush of shame as I turned to hunker back into hiding. Oh my God. How many times have you walked towards something that you want, 
something that you believe or know in your heart that you're deserving of. And then a voice arises or an, or an old program belief, or even maybe it's a physical wounding that causes you to feel the energy of shame holding you back like a prisoner to the past and saying, nope, you can't move forward. I've got you. You're not really ready for that. You're not allowed. You're not good enough. So she's seeing this beautiful manifestation of her, of her teacher by the waterfall with the rainbow of hope. Rainbows are also connected to prophecy. They're connected to both heaven and earth becoming uh, unified as one through the sacred rains. And she was reaching for a higher version of herself, but she didn't feel good enough about herself when she went to reach for that vision that she deserved to be there, that waterfall with that beautiful man. She deserved to be there with her teacher. She deserved to feel the peace that he was emanating within herself. And what happened? The shame came forward to snatch her before she could reach all the way to the waterfall where the man was. But then what happens? It's so exciting. Grace comes rushing in. Next paragraph, tracking the vanishing opportunity of my open heart, the man instantly appeared before me. His radiant eyes stopped me mid-step from my descent into shame. Isn't this extraordinary? What does this represent about our own consciousness? Your higher self, your own divinity, your own divine light is a consciousness that is always tracking your human healing journey. Your higher self is the one that is this man, the teacher, guiding your human awareness to face all of the wounding that is going to empower you into your greatest potential, as we share in so many of our curriculums of the Sophia Code Mystery School. Your higher self is the teacher. It is the man that is going to just really constantly be tracking you and inviting you back to the feast within your heart as Jesus taught, back to the holy fire within your heart, the warmth, the, the food, the, the, the compassion, the comforting one within you that's ready to take you higher beyond what you have believed about yourself in the past, beyond what the wounds would have you believe about yourself. There is an aspect of your consciousness that is the grace of this man that's, that came forward, he left the waterfall, he was already tracking her psychically, he already knew exactly what was happening, he knew she was breaking through, he was the master teacher, he was an enlightened one, he knew exactly what was happening with her, and in that open door of her willing state, he was walking towards her as she was walking towards him, and they met in the middle even in the midst of her shame of how she felt about herself, the grace of her own heart choosing to follow her intuition and take action upon it, divinely guided her into that moment where the man could meet her before shame took her over completely. There was a neurological disruption. There was a disruption of an old neurological pattern where shame could no longer have the same hold over this young girl's consciousness as it had in the past. 
there is a new neurological pathway being born in this moment. And this is what happens when you invoke your higher self to be a part of your healing journey. This is what happens when you mentor with Kuan Yin and Baba Ji and the Sophia Dragon Tribe. Grace comes rushing in. Miracles are allowed to enter and prosper and unfurl in your life because of your willingness to keep your feet upon the path, the same shadowy path that Kuan Yin was walking towards her spiritual awakening, full of doubt. She was not perfect. She had doubts. She had fears. She had anxieties about the very path she was walking every step of the way. And even as she was about to give up, she, her, as her eyes went from the waterfall and then began to trace the ground in shame, the divinity that she is, called forth a mirror of the man standing before her and said, hey, don't give up. It's perfectly reasonable that you feel this way. Let's keep going and walk side by side together. Let's keep reading. Frozen in place, I stood before him for the first time, eye to eye. So what is that saying? Even though she feels like crap about herself in this moment, she, she has also discovered an inner confidence in her heart and in her intuition, and even in the actions that felt so unnerving to her that now all of those actions and all of that belief and all of that willingness has elevated her in her own body, heart, and mind that she can look eye to eye with this very powerful embodiment of sovereign grace in front of her. That's a huge upgrade. That's a huge next step. That is a massive breakthrough. It doesn't mean she feels perfect. It doesn't mean her knees aren't knocking in her boots. It means that she's willing to stand there with the facing the feelings of shame and facing the opportunity that's calling her beyond the shame. He offered me his hand with such a profound compassion and peace that I watched my own hand lift to be held for the first time in years. A miracle happens. Human touch happens for this incredibly powerful, sweet soul that was broken in half by what happened to her in her past, made it impossible to be touched or close to anyone. And here she now allowed her hand to be held by this teacher. And she, she talks about, she says, although radically dangerous to my unconscious defenses, the human touch felt electrifying. My entire being was starving for safe communion with another. I relented to my soul's hunger and feasted on grace. Hand in hand, we gently walked to the waterfall and began my first day of healing under the auspicious rainbow. What is this saying? This is saying that no matter how starved we may feel for living in a safer world with greater communion or us to live in, in greater communion with our own hearts and our own bodies and with spiritual community, no matter how we may feel isolated or extracted from that potential that we know is here for us in this lifetime, there is hope. There's hope when we have faith in the journey of loving ourselves beyond the shame, beyond the wounding, by taking the time to be so present with the full spectrum of our feelings, the full spectrum of our human journey. 
the full spectrum and vision of what our higher self is elevating our own inner vision to reach for, that miracles of grace are allowed to come in and join us on that journey. I know that so many of us feel on, on some level, some of us very extreme and, and some of us maybe just a little bit, depending on your life circumstances. But these are times of isolation and aloneness. And I want to gently and passionately remind you that we are not alone. We are surrounded by our guides. We are surrounded by our, our angelic guardians. We are surrounded by these ascended masters, such as Kuan Yin and Babaji, that are reminding us day in and day out that we have a clear connection to the source, to our creator of all that is, to our divine mother, the Sophia source. And that she, they, it are guiding us. Guiding us to moments just like this where Kuan Yin finally broke through all the ways she was forcing her own isolation, forcing her own separation from life. We are being guided through the power of divine love that is within us and all around us, whether we can feel it or not back to the communion, both of our own relationship with our own heart, but also our relationship with one another, with light workers and earth angels all over the world, right there in your own town or city, state or country, and also that are here praying with you, creating space with you all over the world. And there's a very, these very, this has been a very powerful and challenging year for so many of us. And what these challenges are creating a crucible of is a much deeper understanding of how important our personal healing journeys are for the awakening of humanity as a whole. Every moment you've been willing to connect to the part of your consciousness that may have felt very similar to how Kuan Yin felt in her healing journey, as well as connecting into the consciousness that Babaji is representing in this moment as the master healer and guide and teacher for that awakening to happen within you. As you connect to these, these archetypal key code energies within you of God consciousness, you are unifying your body, heart, and mind. For millions of people around the world that don't even know this is possible to happen within them. Onion goes on to say, in my devastating vulnerability, I was humbled beyond comprehension for everything within me needed patience, care, attention, and repair. As I slowly learned how to relent and ask for help each day, a new strength grew within me. That is a fascinating paragraph all in and of itself. I'm just going to momentarily go into before we close with a guided meditation. A fascinating process that happens for spiritual maturity to unfold is there is a humbling that needs to happen because we're, when we are stuck in spiritual infancy, when we refuse to acknowledge what is to be healed within us, if we're 
pushing and resisting against what needs to be embraced and loved within us, there's, there's almost this unconscious spiritual arrogance that starts to take control of you and your relationship with life. And what's happening here is Kuan Yin is realizing, oh my God, this is so humbling to identify the places I've tried to control myself, the places I've tried to control this man, the ways I've tried to control my relationship with life. And we talk about this in the soul power journey curriculum on my website. It's like, that's the moment where we could default back to shaming ourselves for how we have become unconsciously controlling or arrogant, thinking we don't need to heal anything else within us, right? That's the moment we need to have even greater compassion for ourselves and to not choose shaming ourselves or punishing ourselves for the aha moment of when we discovered, oh, there's more to heal. Oh my goodness, there's more to love within me. There's more to grow into. Very often the dialogue doesn't sound like that in our heads, does it? It's like, oh, I thought I healed that. Oh, I thought I was done with that. What do you mean I have to go back and look at that experience or memory or have to think about that person? It's just like, we, we can get defensive. But what Kuan Yin is modeling for us in this paragraph is what happens when we lay down our defenses to more love and we choose to be humbled to our own heroic human journey of healing. She says, I was humbled beyond comprehension because she identified that everything within her needed patience, needed care needed attention and repair. And I slowly learned to relent and ask for help each day. What arose as a result of that? She says, a new strength grew within me as a result of that. This surrendering into a more sober, spiritually awakened state with the discovery that there is more to heal and more to love within us that is not the time to shame ourselves. That is the time to embrace ourselves, the totality of what is here to love within us. We would never shame or blame somebody as they discovered something new was ready to heal within them. Another layer was arriving to be loved, appreciated, and honored for what they had suffered in the past. We would never treat others the way we would often treat ourselves in our healing journey. And so in this passage um, of the Sophia Code, in this section, she goes on to share how her mentor, Green Tara, which would appear to her, she would appear to, to Kuan Yin at the waterfall with Babaji's instruction. Green Tara invites Kuan Yin to identify that if she can soften into this humbling process and rise up as the phoenix within, to the empowerment that was available to her by being this humble to her own healing journey. Green Tara assures her that she will become a huge divine feminine Christ embodiment for the entire planet, a master of light, a master of healing, that which so many people would refuse to heal within themselves out of anger or bitterness or hatred or um, the unwillingness to take the time to be with their own heart, Green Tara, you know, appeared to Kwan and she said, look, you're going to do this. 
You're going to go all the way through your wounding. And as a result, you're going to be cultivating a spiritual awareness, a compassion for others because you are so compassionate to yourself that that compassion is going to go on to free this world. It's going to become an embodied example of grace for countless souls, not just in this, this century, but for thousands of years to come. And here we are still communing with Kuan Yin because of her willingness to say yes, to be humbled by her spiritual infancy, by the depth of wounding that was within her and to choose her own heart, to say, you, you this heart that has survived so much, you are willing you are worthy of all of my love. You are willing, you are worthy of all of my healing. You are worthy of all of the grace of the divine. I place my eyes and my faith upon you. Let's do this. And so with the grace of Kuan Yin and the holy fire of Green Tara and the divine love of Babaji, I welcome you to receive a healing transmission of grace to set your intention forward. We're going to speak their mantras together several times. But I invite you to visualize an incredible trinity, a triangle of light surrounding your circle of empowerment with all of the key codes. You may begin to feel the presence of Babaji, Kuan Yin, and green Tara really lighting up as sacred flames of embodied empowerment, creating a trinity of healing light surrounding your body, heart, and mind. And I ask that if there is something you would like to receive support, healing, if there's a prayer, that you've been struggling to lift up to th these ascended masters, um, becoming uh, co-creative participants in your healing journey around this particular wound, or um, maybe it's a behavior you'd like to lift up. Maybe it's an old way of relating to others. Maybe it's a codependent pattern. Maybe it's a way that you've been harming yourself and you're ready to lift it up to the grace of the divine that is fully here for you this evening and always. I invite you to visualize that whatever that intention is that you're ready to release and receive and ask for help, just as Kuan Yin would ask Baba Ji for help, guidance and support in our healing journey. I invite you to visualize it as something in your hands that you can lift up to them and release into the sky above you. And just allow the presence, the, the, the consciousness of that wound, of that behavior, of that aspect of your healing journey to be seen and recognized. Perhaps it's an addiction to shame or self-punishment. Whatever that burden has been on your shoulders, maybe it's people-pleasing, Maybe it's the belittling of yourself so that people won't see you in all of your glory, whatever it is. Lift it up and let it spin above you as it is surrounded in the tri-flame grace 
of Maha Avatar Babaji, Kuan Yin, and Green Tara. And I welcome you to say 10 mantras of Tara with me, and then we will follow it with 10 mantras of Kuan Yin as they bring their perspective, their healing light to merge with the, the perspective of your higher self about this wound. What is this wound offering you an empowerment? Where is it guiding you to go deeper in your heroic human journey? What is it asking to open up in your life by bringing your loving attention to it? Let us begin. Om tare tutare turi soha. 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 Om tare tare tore soha. And now we will speak Kuan Yin's mantra. Om mani padme hum. 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 Bringing your hands to your heart, we call forth that one source light that we often experience both as the divine mother and the divine father, creator, creatrix of all life. We call forth your Holy Spirit, your your Buddha consciousness, your Christ consciousness of spiritual healing, grace and empowerment to fall fresh and baptize the consciousness of every single person on this call, both live and on the replay. We welcome your consciousness of grace, your omniscient perspective of this journey of empowerment that every human being, every beloved earth angel and light worker that is a part of the heaven on earth prayer collective, like, the journey that we are both that we are on both individually and collectively a journey of healing a journey a journey of spiritual awakening a journey of coming into the soul recognition of how grateful we can be for our heroic human journey of what power there is here the the spiritual education that we are receiving here on earth the incredible opportunity of our soul's evolution through this very tender and vulnerable human journey that each of us are on in varying circumstances around the world, a journey towards more love, not less, a journey of liberation from shame and stepping into our sovereignty, a journey to create a new paradigm, to create new relationships with life that deeply honor our direct connection with you to allow our hearts to surrender, to soften and open to asking for help directly from our source that this is how you design life, Divine Mother, Divine Father, God. You designed us so that we would remember that our power comes directly from you and that our power is unlimited and ever flowing because you created us in, in your image and likeness. 
This is what the matrix doesn't want us to know or believe in, but here in this moment, through the power of prayer, through the power of this guided meditation, we reconnect our body, hearts, and minds directly into our source of sovereign creatorhood. We give thanks that you would never, ever, ever have allowed us to call in, to incarnate into any world of form without this direct connection to you. That our ability to create, our ability to author miracles, our, be, our ability to heal all wounds comes from the source that you are and that we are in you. We welcome your downloads of divine grace, your, your quantum healing, touching those places within us that are ready to be embraced by more healing, more recognition, more softening, more surrendering into who we really are, welcoming the grace of our divine inheritance through you, that this peace that so many of us are seeking but this comfort and this compassion that we are seeking from the wounds of the past is being answered in the daily miracle of life that you have set our feet upon here in this world. No matter how many hard feelings we have about it, we have the ascended masters that you have sent to walk the way ahead of us, assuring us that we are also masters of light, walking the same heroic path side by side with those who've gone ahead of us. Thank you, Sophia, Source, Divine Mother, Divine Father, that we truly are held in your, in your angelic wings and your divine grace in all ways. And we receive the healing light and the guidance of Kuan Yin and Babaji and Green Tara in the coming days and weeks revealing to us all of the ways that we have stepped into our maturity, that we are growing into our sovereignty, that we can celebrate at this time through the loving, compassionate eyes, the compassionate witness of our higher self, guiding us to see our human journey the way our divinity sees our human journey, the way you see us, Divine Mother of all life. We welcome your healing grace, your consciousness lifting us up on high, as we are simultaneously blessed to feel your presence grounding us in a new way within the fabric of our daily life here on earth. We welcome this healing grace knowing that the perfection of our journey, it's already done. And we are remembering ourselves as holy, truly whole and holy and divine every step of the way in perfect timing as orchestrated by our higher self, as allowed by our human heart and our human awareness that continues to be open like a petal of a lotus flower day by day in the presence of these beloved ascended masters through the mirror of this holy sacred text, we give thanks as we say as a community, it is done, it is done, it is done by the power of three, a perfect trinity, it is done. And so it is. Amen. I welcome the presence of Maha Avatar Babaji, beloved Kuan Yin, she of a thousand waters, and green Tara, she of a thousand stars, to seal these empowerments to uh, in the light and fire of your higher self, not just in this lifetime, but across all of your parallel lifetimes happening as well. And I welcome Hathor, and her key code two transmission of grace 
assisting with that stealing and completion of these quantum transmissions. I want to thank you for your willingness to walk through the Sophia Code teachings with me this evening. It's always such an honor to open our hearts together, to come together in that one mind of, this, of Sophia God, and to surrender just a little bit more into the perfection of this heroic human journey that we are on together to embody our sovereignty when so much of the world wants to, wants to choose the other thing. You are at the very front lines, the very leading edge of consciousness. And from my heart to yours, I send you an enormous heart hug. And I know from all of my team angels, they're sending their support and prayers and hugs as well from our hearts to yours. Um, I just want to share also my immense gratitude to our Sophia Circle leaders who are sharing the Sophia Code worldwide and Sophia Circle journeys. Um, and I'm so excited. We, we had our class one for Sophia Circle Leadership certification last week, and it was fire. It was like pure fire. We had so much fun, so much wisdom came through from the radiance of the Ascendant Masters and from the brilliance of this cohort this year. Oh my God, the students that have gathered for this year's leadership program, <laughs> I'm truly um, honored uh, to be a part of your journey. So if you're listening live, thank you so much for joining us for class one. Because uh, this week was so empowering, we're keeping the temple gates open uh, for just one more week and, and exclusive to our prayer collective community. So if you're wondering if Sophia Circle Leadership is right for you, um, please be sure to reach out to my team angels. We're happy to get on the phone with you and explain a little bit more about this incredible training program. And we're also getting ready to share our 2022 schedule. We have some incredible healing retreats um, prepared next year, some of which that are exclusive to our Sophia Circle Leadership community including um, dolphin retreats and equine therapy horse retreats. So if you'd like to learn more, get on our waiting list, learn more about how you can become a Sophia Circle leader and join our incredible community of leaders for next year, you can uh, reach out to us at kaira.com and schedule a free team angel consultation. From my heart to yours, thanks for allowing me the space to share with you about how much we're up to as a movement, a, a ministry and a mystery school. And I look forward to connecting with you again live in November for our next free Heaven on Earth prayer call, prayer collective call, which is sponsored by the Sophia Code Foundation. I love you all so much. Have a blessed and safe week. Namaste.